Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 307 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So thrilled that you are here with me today as I am talking to my friend, A.K. Mulford, about their stratospheric rise to incredibly exciting things. Um, And in fact, as this podcast releases, I am actually with them in a little mini retreat up the coast. So I have just done a long Q&A bonus episode. I'm going to leave um, my update and all of that stuff in episode number 306. Episode number 307, we are just going to jump right into this interview because, uh, like I said, as we speak, I'm probably typing on my laptop right next to them as uh, the four of us in this little cottage eat incredibly good food. And I do hope that that is what is happening. So let me give you a little bit of a bio for my friend, and then we're going to jump into this fantastic conversation and you're going to freak out. Okay. AK Mulford is a best-selling fantasy author and former wildlife biologist who swapped rehabilitating monkeys for writing novels. She, they are inspired to create diverse stories that transport readers to new realms, making them fall in love with fantasy for the first time or all over again. They now live in New Zealand with their husband and two young human primates, creating lovable fantasy characters and making ridiculous TikToks at AK Mulford author. And you should totally go follow that. Please enjoy this fabulous interview with my friend. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my stop stalling and write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I always say this, but I could not be more pleased to welcome you to the show today. Hello, my friend. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so thrilled. We have been waiting for this. Will you please share your name with us and your pronouns? Sure. My name is Allie and I also go by AK Mulford and my pronouns are she, they. Thank you, Allie. Okay. So shall we go into the backstory (laughs) and uh, tell how we ended up here? I was just thinking about this morning um, that we showed up to the same Romance Writers of New Zealand meeting on the same day for our first time. And you were just so cool. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe is she is she really that cool? Like, cause she seems amazing. Could that oh. be possible? And then I was were, thinking uh, the same thing. And I just kind of I felt like I kind of koala bared on to you. I felt like <laughs> I koala bared on to you. And we're Anne gonna be and Moira. friends. I've decided. <laughs> yes. Like the four of us were just like, just you know, you meet those people yes. and you just kind of hook into them and you kind of I like I'm I'm hanging on to you. I don't know if you feel the same, but I I want to be your friend. So. <laughs> that is the that's the way I've always made my best friends is by knowing immediately. I always talk about when Sophie Littlefield and I first met, and it was at an RWA meeting in 2000. It must have been eight because I had just sold my first book in a three book deal. And I had no friends and I'd done it all by myself. And I went to this meeting and she sat next to me and we were talking a little bit and she put her hand on my arm and she said, Oh, you're mine now. Now we're going to be friends. And she's still, you know, one of my closest friends. I talked to her pretty much every day. And that's what we did at that meeting. And we're like, I'm, I'm claiming you. (laughs) Exactly. So that was, that must've been in November or 
It must have been in November. The one before Christmas. So yeah, November. Talk us through where you were. (laughs) You guys stick around for this whole interview because you're going to, your mind (laughs) is going to be blown, but let's start where you were in your writing career at that point in November. In November. When we met. Yeah, I was, let's see. I had just released my second book in the five crowns of Akra series. And I was uh, taking a break between that book and the third book to write a different book for my agent to pitch to publishers. Um, And so I was trying to like scramble that together. My goal was by Christmas and promoting the main series that came out. The first book came out in August. So I had two books out then and was trying to promote those and write and pivot secretly <laughs> to write this other book. <laughs> so, and when I, when I mentioned you the other day on a podcast two weeks ago, I mistakenly said why fantasy, I knew they weren't why I don't know why that came out of my mouth. <laughs> These are like high fantasy books. And you had mm-hmm. talked to me about your community before then, had you just been kind of writing by yourself and putting these out by yourself and getting your agent by yourself and talk to us? Yeah. I mean, the only community that I had was was in the book talk community, yeah. which are, I found the most amazing group of authors and writers and people. And there's just like so much kind of generosity of spirit within that community. So mm-hmm. I found a lot of like people for the first time who wanted to talk about plot structure and, you know, get nerdy with me about writing books. And it was so beautiful and validating. But then in my day-to-day life, you know, walking around in New Zealand, I I really kind of felt almost sheepish being like, oh, well, I'm writing books and, you know, nobody really wants to talk to you about going <laughs> deep into the art of writing a book. And then I signed up with RWNZ and that's how I found you and all of our friends. And yeah, it was so just wonderful to have people kind of go on that journey with you and be able to share and they really get it you know our partners I think you can say like some statistic oh I'm this in the Kindle store I just had this hit this milestone and, and they go kind of yay go, okay what's for dinner you know what's, yeah yeah would you, would you like right. some ice cream is this yeah. sometimes Zala's like <laughs> is this a celebration or are we upset like because she can't quite right. tell like what my voice is doing I do <laughs> I prep now I prep my husband and I'll be like so this is a really big deal. Pretend you know who these people are. <laughs> and, and here we go, you know, kind of like <laughs> the classic Kiwi bloke, you know, just kind of like very mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. So before this, what what brought you to writing? How long have you wanted to write? What's your what's your story? I mean, you know, my mom's here visiting right now. So we're reflecting back a lot mm. on my early childhood. And, you know, she still has boxes in her house of just like notebooks filled with Didn't stories. Didn't you say she was going to bring you something? Did she bring you a notebook or something? Or was that, am I making that um, up? No, she still has some in her house. I have some here that I brought over when I kind of was moving um, overseas that I just kind of instinctively brought with me, like my little like writing journals and, you know, um, uh, story like idea books. And I have a quote journal of just like inspiring quotes from when I was like in sixth grade. And, you know, I have one of those too. The first one was uh, Tolkien quote, the first quote in that book. And I'm like, let's, you know, go, let's put a at- pin in Tolkien because I want to <laughs> refer to him again later. And you know, yeah, and you know why. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. So 
funny how life comes in full circle that way. But yeah, I've always wanted to write. I think my first two dreams, and I'm pretty sure this is on video somewhere when I was like five or six years old, was to be an author and to work with animals. And so I have can definitively say I've done both. <laughs> Will you give us the, the quick um, summation of how you've worked with animals? Because that's completely fascinating yeah, too. Sure. Um, so I studied primatology and uh, worked in wildlife rehabilitation in a few different countries in South Africa and in Guatemala. And then when I moved over here, I worked in wildlife conservation. Um, and so I spent a good chunk of my 20s living in the jungle and raising monkeys. <laughs> that is, <laughs> of, and now you're, you're raising two little ones of your own. I was just reading yep. a diary and I actually don't remember this, but um, probably 10 years ago, apparently I was at my dad's house and we heard an old, I'm older than you. So we heard an old audio recording. We don't think we have any videotape of me as a kid, but in this audio, audio recording, I'm like five years old and I'm talking about being a writer. And I'm also telling my sisters how to knit and pearl. And they're obviously like not doing it, but I'm being bossy and telling them the right way. So yes, I think we, some of us come that programmed. That is so you. It was in there. It was there all along. It yeah. was there just like for you. So now you're in New Zealand. You have two mm -hmm. little kids. They are, I mm -hmm. want to say three and five, but I might be wrong. Two and four. Yeah. Yeah. Three and five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is a full-time job, mm -hmm. but you yeah. managed to put these <laughs> two books out in the Akrip. Mm -hmm. Um, trilogy or is it going to be bigger than that it's five books it's five okay yeah. yeah 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 so yeah the first book the high mountain court was written at 4 a.m at the kitchen table because I didn't have a desk and I uh, needed to get it in before my kids woke up uh, for the day so it was very much um, one of those sort of pandemic stress, you know, like needing that moment. And it was kind of like my morning meditation in a way, mm -hmm. you know, like I always felt like the day was set up well, if I got those words in first before everything, you know, and some days it would only be 200, 300 words before unexpectedly my three-year-old then two-year-old would wake up too early or, you know, something, but I, I felt like I, I chipped away at it a little and I'm not a morning person at all. And you but, wake up at like four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now I, now I try to make it till five, but I still usually wake up between four and five and uh, yeah, because I, I know it's the quiet time when nobody else is awake. And um, I think that was the first sign to me, like how badly I wanted it, you know, when you're willing to do those things and yes. it doesn't feel like um, you're not reaching for the alarm and not trying to find excuses not to do it, especially for me with ADHD and like, yes. you know, not very good with routines, being able to consistently do that. I knew like, okay, this is something that I really, really want and want to put all my energy into. So, and find Actually, a way to do that and parent full-time. <laughs> I literally bow to people like you. I, I literally bow. Um, so you wrote this book. Um, and then what did you, I, I, I realize I'm asking a lot of leading questions that I know the answers to, but I don't know the answer to this one. Did you want to go indie publishing to start out with? Is this book mm -hmm. how you got your agent? And like, tell me that story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew I'd been kind of like a self-publishing hobbyist for many years <laughs> because I'm number one input, you know, oh, yes. uh, talking about the strengths. I wanted to read every book about self-publishing and listen to every podcast and um, was just thinking, what would I do if I were to do this? 
And for me, I knew I wanted this to be a five book series. And I knew there were a lot of queer stories within this world that I wanted to tell. And I had a lot of doubts of whether I could sell, you know, being an unknown author five books to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I protected the diversity of my characters. And so I really kind of had a point to prove coming out with the first book and being like, this is the story I'm going to tell. Um, and that first book uh, really took off and did really well. And that was how I found my agent. I was, it was kind of serendipitous because um, I was thinking about finding an agent for subrights and for, you know, other things at that point, starting to look at like, I need somebody who knows how to do this to help me. And um, I had a few different uh, agents approach me and Jess, Jessica Watterson, my agent, um, contacted me and it was like one of those. Oh, I didn't like, know that she contacted you. Moment. It wasn't even a query yeah. letter. It was like her no. reaching out. I know. Uh, yeah. I always feel bad saying like, I no, that's fantastic. We that. want yeah. to hear these stories, but I, yeah. I really want to go back to something you just glossed over. You're like, yeah, then I, you know, put up the book and it started doing well. You didn't put up the book and it started doing well. You <laughs> did so much work in order mm. for the book to be put up and do well. Um, you had it edited and copy edited. You you studied the market. I am also number one input, as you know. You studied the market. You knew what covers were doing well. Mm-hmm. And then you contracted like the prettiest covers of them all and put them up there. Were you already on BookTok talking about books before oh, yeah. you were publishing? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I hopped on Book Talk in March mm-hmm. of 2021. Well, 2022. Wait. No, 2021. Yeah. 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 Like, so you um, haven't been on very long. Like months before. Only a yeah, little bit more than a year. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Just over a year on Book Talk and um, just started sharing what I was doing and asking questions and connecting with people. And um, for me, TikTok was just the perfect social media platform because I'm kind of goofy and I like making jokes and I like just being real and connecting with people and building relationships with people and other forms of social media felt very distant and kind of like showy. And I'm Mm -hmm. not a graphic design, you know, look how cool my smoothie is person like I can't do that well um and so I just wanted to like you know uh just goof off and make silly TikToks and so I found other people who loved that and loved fantasy books and it was kind of this perfect uh marriage of those two things is like silly people with relatable content and just wanting to be goofy and have fun and love reading fantasy so um I really kind of found my people and then got into that groove and put out my first novella and my newsletter and sorry again because you were doing everything right because yeah, you were just like I ticking off the boxes because you've been studying so you put out a novella you're capturing yep. people for the newsletter mm-hmm. and then the book came out pre-orders and yeah oh, you even did pre-orders on the first book wow yeah I know I know it was kind of well because at the time I was thinking my TikTok was doing well and I didn't know I would be able to reach those people again. So my TikTok videos were um, doing really well. And I wanted a way to capture that audience when I had their attention. And I didn't know if they would come back in two weeks when the book launches or however long. So I um, wanted to, you know, make every video count and kind of convert people over to a a click and a button. Um, And so, yeah, so I had the pre-orders up for book one and, and then kind of 
launched it from there. Yeah. Do you have an autoresponder inside your newsletter? No. Like, do you have a sequence set up? Oh yeah. Like an yeah, onboarding that's what I, that's sequence. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, an yeah, yeah. Sequence. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. That. Yeah. So I have like, I'm, I'm simplifying it now. It started to get too complicated because I have so many freebies attached mm-hmm. to it, but it was like, and this and this and this. So now I'm making it a little simpler, but yeah, I have a welcome email that kind of welcomes them into the thing. And then they get some free stories. And at the end of each of those free stories is other things they can go do and click and buy and things. So um, it's kind of, I come to it with an energy of, I want to give people as much as they want and not anymore, yeah. you know? So it's like, I offer it there, but it's not like do this, buy this, get this. It's like, if you want more, it's here. And if you want this, this is yes. good. And you, this is as much that you'll get one email a month from me. Or if you want more, come hang on TikTok and, you know, right. trying to like just provide them with just the right level of engagement that they want from me um, and not being like aggressive to get more than they want out of it. Girl, I don't think you could be aggressive if you, if you want to, like, I just don't have that personality, but you you don't have that personality, but you have the, um, number one, I'm going to go sign up for your newsletter in one second, as soon as we hang up and I (laughs) I encourage other people to do this too, because what I love to do is follow people who are doing everything right. Cause I, I don't, um, but I like to watch other people do that. But they, but the other thing I want to say is that your authenticity just shines through on TikTok, Like you are just you. And there's a lot of authors out there and I'm going to include myself in this who are doing TikTok. I, I actually think I like it probably 10% more than a lot of authors. Like I do have fun with it. Um, mm. but there, but you can tell that there are a lot of us out there there because we should be, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I, and also I have the passion, mad, passionate love for TikTok, and I can blink and four mm. hours have gone by. So yeah. I get that, <laughs> but you, whenever you cross my TikTok stream, which is a lot, you probably come up more than anybody else because I more, Aww reliably always like always try to comment because I want to see more of your beautiful face on my feed. You are just being you, you're just being you there. Um, and it's working. So can you tell us about when the first book came out, how did it, did it start out with like force? Just give me everything. Just give me everything. Did it start out with four sales and you're like, I sold a book or did it like go big for right away? I remember when the pre-orders started happening, I made a TikTok kind of, um, cause you know, my favorite TikToks are like the revealy TikToks where yeah. there's like a sound or a thing. And I'm pretty sure, uh, the Shania Twain song, man, I feel like a woman or <laughs> was that, yeah, 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 yeah. It, um, was trending at the time. So I had a thing that said pre-orders are up and it, it was, the intro like let's go girls you know (laughs) I just pointed to the um pre-orders are up um and that day I think I had like 20 pre-orders and I was shocked like I just couldn't believe it and so then I made another video being like can you I can't believe it and I'm just so grateful and thank you everyone who did it and um and then by like the end of that week there was like 200 pre-orders yes Yeah. And I, and I remember looking at my husband and going like, I think this is going to be something like this might be a thing. And just getting like the kind of like, you know, I feel like I've just, the roller coaster has started clicking up the hill and we're gonna, it's going to do something. And I don't know what, but I don't want to, you know, count my chickens and, and things. And, um, you well, know, that's one of those very... moments too, where he wouldn't understand. He'd be like, Oh, no, good, no. good for you. Yeah. <laughs> 
excellent. You know, he's thinking I'm... I have 200 sales, you know, at maybe making yeah. four, $4. I can't remember what your book book was priced at, but like, maybe I'm making three or $4 a book. He's like, yeah, you $600. Yeah. We are going to, we're going to yeah. get a nice, some, you know, half of a right. weekend in an yeah. Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I remember when the book came out and I was like, it's in the top thousand of the Kindle store. Oh my and God. He, and he was like, um, well, you know, it'll be, it'll, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Okay, for those of you because you know, he has no concept of what. For that those means. of you new to this kind of speak, the lower ranking you get in the in the in the Amazon store, the better you're doing. And if you're sub one thousand in books, money is flying into your account. Like just yeah. Some, so I think yeah. it was uh, it was eight months that the High Mountain Court was in the top thousand of oh, the US shit. store. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much until I took it out of KU and went. I mean, but you did a lot of advertising. So I really want to talk about like what <laughs> what you poured into advertising. Cause people talk about like, you know, well, yeah. I'm in the top 1000, but I'm spending so much money on yeah. advertising. So what's really the bottom line, Allie? Can you tell us? I'll tell you. It was $3. $3 on one Facebook boost. Cause I just kept seeing this boost button and was like, okay, well, I wonder what this does. So well, I you know, that probably it. was it. I'm sure that's it was, what it was. That was all of the hundred <laughs> percent of the success. Yeah. You know, I see those videos saying you have to spend this much money on ads to be successful. And I'm just kind of sitting on my hands thinking like, not always, you know, not a, I just, that was your, that was your spend. Yeah. That, that has been your spend so far. That $3. was $3. Yeah. is how much I've ever spent on ads. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I, I knew that ads could always change. A lot of things were happening on some of those platforms and like Facebook and all of those things. And I knew I didn't want to rely on that as my go-to method and then yeah. have the floor moving out from under me. And the floor is always so, moving. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's always been people, you know, I come from an engagement background too. I used to work in like visitor engagement and how to mm. connect with people and train other people to, you know, give talking points and share about conservation and things like that. And so for, for me, I've always come from that wanting to just connect and nurture those relationships and then welcome more people into that. And if they want to be there and if they don't, that's okay. And not be like the kind of guns blazing salesperson. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, because that just suits my personality and there's nothing wrong with the other ways. But for me, that's just how I like to be. And I remember when I finally gave myself permission to say, you can be successful doing it this way. It doesn't have to be this other way. And you can kind of come in with a more gentle approach to marketing and more about investing in these, you know, thousand mm -hmm. true fans sort of. Yes. Which you have been yeah. doing so, so brilliantly. And I will say also that you, none of us, none of us can write a crappy book and put it up there and expect this kind of success. Your writing is beautiful. Um, the thing about, you know, friends who are writers is we never get around to reading each other's books because we're all really busy, I but I, <laughs> I started reading the first time out in court last, last night. And I was like, Oh, I mean, I knew she could write, but she can really write and I'm really enjoying it. So let's just put that in. Oh, we'll thanks. just, we accept that we must be creating a remarkable product that moves our readers emotionally. And you did that. And, um, I don't know if you, how deep you want to go on this, but I know that you had like a, a monetary goal for yourself mm -hmm. and you were hoping to hit it. Can you want to share about that? Yeah, sure. So my first month I was hoping to hit a million page reads, uh, on Kindle. And then by 
I mean, I, I ha- always had very regulated goals and it kind of just turned into this flow chart where I had a five-year plan, but it, it was like, if I reach here, I'll get, I know this, you're laughing because that's so me. <laughs> if is, I get here, is. I'll do this. If I get here, I'll do this and then this. And so I kind of had, I got to the end of my five-year plan in like six months <laughs> um, and I had to scramble, but my goal was um, to be a six-figure author. It was like my goal. And I got there just in in January. So just over uh it's like six 10 months. months, right? Six months. Oh my God, six months is yeah, when you yeah. is when you hit it. So this is what yeah. I remember. <laughs> this is what I remember. And I'm gonna embarrass you, but we're sitting outside Moira's house and we're having our we have these coffees that last for like four hours and they're just the time is gone. And then we all have to leave because we have to do things, but um, but the time is gone. So so you we're thinking about maybe, you know, with this agent who had approached you, thinking about maybe selling a book traditionally. And you're like, oh my God, am I, you know, my losing my indie roots? I'm an indie writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we were telling you, like, just try it. You can always write another indie series if you want to, if she sells it. And um, and I th- I don't remember who asked you, like, what would you want to make? And I and we were just talking about this uh, the other day. And you said, Oh, I'd love to, you know, maybe like $25,000 a book. And we're like, um, no, no, let's rethink that goal. Staged an intervention for me. <laughs> You're like, um, yeah. absolutely not. Absolutely. Yeah. You will not accept that. And you already knew that. I think you already knew that. Yeah. But it's hard to have our hopes. Mm. it's hard to mitigate those those yeah those. and it's the tall yeah. poppy thing in new zealand yeah. too of we don't want to be like explain tall poppy because americans haven't heard of yeah. oh poppy. yes yeah so like tall poppy syndrome is the kind of tall poppies get cut down um philosophy you don't want to be kind of showing off or too braggy or high up and it's uh kind of really um looked down upon here mm-hmm. and so for me i kind of I get very like kind of introverted and shy about sharing successes and things, even though I know if I were me of a year ago, I would love to have heard that story you would from another author, especially yeah, yeah. from a beautiful, wonderful person instead of like, a well, you know, I knew <laughs> that I was going this way with my genius, <laughs> right? You're yeah, the opposite yeah. of that. So this is what we want to hear. So, okay, go on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, where, where was I going with that? <laughs> Literally <laughs> don't know. Thing. Like I, I do not remember. Um, two ADHD yeah, people yeah, in a room. Being, yes. I know. Right. <laughs> this is how we always are. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I thought, you know, anything would be great until like get something out there and, you know, yeah. maybe this, this book will reach someone. And so yeah, when well, it I went re- on sub, I was like, okay, well maybe it'll be like six months. We might hear from someone. And I, re- and I remember you saying like, I just, you know, the reason I'm interested in this is just to just to get a little bit more exposure, like to, to readers yeah. that I can't reach on, you know, Amazon page reads kind of thing. That's what you were looking yeah. for. So you went on sub, your agent takes it out. Um, yeah. and then, and then what happens? Tell us the story. Like two days later, <laughs> I get a message at like 4am and I just woken up and I thought, you know, in my sleepy brain, I thought it was some like spam message or something. Cause it just said, call me in all caps. And I, so I blocked the number. No, you did not. I don't even, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's hilarious. And then I got an email uh, from my agent being like, call, I don't know if you saw my like, WhatsApp, but call me. <laughs> Like, oh, sorry. Her. That, That's so I, funny. That so I uh, switched it off and put some clothes on. You know, I'm still in my PJs. 
called her and um and she was like okay you're not ready like it's like David Pavarico from Harper Voyager wants to talk to you about this new series and I was like uh, like uh, you know okay we're thinking like this much and I'm like me you know oh and I just I my brain exploded (laughs) I just was like running around like a little you know chicken with my head cut off wanting to like go run around telling everyone I was like Harper Voyager (laughs) um and I remember uh messaging you and you're and I was like like David and you're like not David Pomerico. I said not David Pomerico, and he works with Pam Spangler Jaffe and like she is I, mean, I think she's Pam Spangler now like she is the she's everything like you that would be the best team for you oh my god yeah yeah and so I was just you know like oh my god what do I say I don't I don't you know just very very like super excited trying to I can't play it cool I have zero cool and like, I would you know. love you that's one of the best things about you I also have zero cool that's why we connect um I would love to hear about that conversation when you were talking to David and and mm-hmm. what you said about your characters and I know you know what I'm talking yes. about. yes yeah so I mean most of it you know because he has the like whole spiel down of like right. this is what we do and these are the things we're thinking and so had already pretty much answered all of my questions before I even had them um but then at the end and because I you know you hear so many stories and for me the biggest thing about why I self-published the series was to protect my characters and particularly my queer characters and my non-binary characters and um not to mention and, your characters of color too yes exactly yeah. and my neurodivergent characters yes. and my disabled characters you yes. know like I I didn't want anything to change about them and who they represented for me and my life mm-hmm. and my friends and family and um and so I said uh to him you know I just I really want to make sure that the characters don't change. And, you know, that's the one thing that's really important to me because, you know, on the one hand, I'm, I love the idea that more people can see themselves in the fantasy world and, you know, being with someone like Harper Voyager, they're going to be able, so many more people are going to be able to discover these books and feel represented for the first time in these worlds. Um, and so I, I, I kind of said that, you know, like, yeah, I just, I, I really like, are you going to fire me characters. now? Or are you going to hang up on me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that's the deal breaker or something, you know, yeah. like in yeah. my head, of course. And he pans the camera down and he's wearing a shirt that says protect trans kids. And I I wanted to cry like right then and there because I was like, this is, this is it. This is like who I should be with. And this is like the best place I could, you know trust my books and my stories and my characters with and seeing all of the diversity within the authors and the stories that they tell um in Harper Voyager too like I was just like oh my gosh I what a blessing it would be to have my books uh attached to along with Tolkien and Janelle Monae yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I'm I just went so red like with tears and like emotion yeah Yeah. (laughs) I mean when I saw the Tolkien um they they have new covers coming out for like the new rings of power uh series which you know my partner works on and like we live in New Zealand so we're all attached to the world of Tolkien and you know my pet hedgehog was in the Hobbit films and you know literally yes literally yeah (laughs) yeah and so I I just what a I mean how wild is that it just it was what a awesome thing I, I wish I could run back to the 
kid who wrote that quote, that Tolkien quote, and yes, their quote that journal day. for inspiration, you know, your oh, books are my- going to be there. Oh my God. Oh my God. And let's, let's, let's go into money. Now they offered yeah. you a shit ton of money. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're talking, <laughs> we're talking seven figures and we're talking yeah. more than seven figures. We're not going to go into exact details, but more than yeah. seven figures. Can you tell us well, how that feels, please? Uh, it, I still am in shock, <laughs> but I, I just started crying. Cause I mean, yeah. for me, I, my goal was to make a living with my writing and to be able to have my stories reach people, you know? And so the idea that I could, you know, our family was like trying to find like childcare and schools for our kids and a house that could set us both up to have offices and things like that. And all of a sudden that just became a possibility, like, and what a life-changing thing that was for us and how much, you know, I'm going to get emotional. I'm going to start crying, but like, it was such a big thing for us and how much we could, um, you know, improve our lives. And I remember, you know, waking my husband up being like, you know, this is just, you won't believe what's just happened. And so, yeah, that was a pretty surreal moment. And that was really hard not telling anyone. For like months, <laughs> we have known. You yeah. did tell us, thank God, on text. And I I think I was the same as you. Like, I misread some of the numbers. I'm like, oh my God, that's so much money. And then somebody else says, no, did you realize it's that's like per book? I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Yeah. Well, because so first we um this new trilogy that I wrote the you know first book and we went out on sub with was the one that we first talked about um with them and and signed on with them. The it's called the Golden Court series. And, and none of those were published. These were these were no. this was the book you yeah. wrote on spec and put out on sub. Yes. Okay. So yeah. let's make that clear. That's what yeah. they were offering on. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they said, you know, we'd really be interested in the Five Crowns of Okra series too. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, well, like that would be it's, awesome. You know, we'll see. But complex, like you already had the that. two books up and you had the yep. third book up for pre-order and basically yeah. it would have already been launched by now. Right. Wouldn't it have launched yeah, like yeah. last week it or was something? Two weeks before the oh release date. <laughs> and so I was really uh, panicking about it, thinking like, uh, are, are, do they really want it? Are they serious? Or, you know, just, I'm such a kind of don't celebrate until the ink is dry sort of person. And, um, and so when I remember when we got the call about the offer for the Ockroth series and, uh, my agent was just like, you're not ready. You're not ready. (laughs) (laughs) You're not ready. And so now to be doing the, my current series, the five book series and this brand new series with them. Um, and yeah, I, cause I remember writing the first uh, book in that series and telling um, all of you, all of our writing friends, like I, I kind of started it off with this character one way and then they became like a gender fluid character throughout the story. And I thought, I don't know, well, you know, nobody like no publisher is going to want this story about a gender fluid person Mm -hmm. kind of realizing that um, stepping outside of the gender binary and things like that set amongst a fantasy romance, you know, (laughs) and but I thought, you know, I got to do it because this is so uh, relate so much to this character and and what it feels like to be something outside of, you know, just 
you know, quote unquote, just a woman, but, um, but you, you know, are, like, let's, let's make it clear. You are queer, non-binary yeah. who is new neurodivergent. Like yeah. you, this, this, <laughs> you are really representing who you are and it's, yeah. And yeah. people and want I, to read I it. I wanted that to be, you know, um, what this character was. And so I thought, you know, this might be a little risky being like the first traditional book I put out there and um <laughs> and you know here we are I'm so glad that I didn't second guess that but I kind of looked at all of my other stories and all of the other characters I write and I thought this is this is what I do this is the you know I I don't think I could I could write the kind of all straight all white all mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that has done so well up until now for other people that wouldn't yeah. be you you would be it just it's not my voice and it's right. not the characters I want to see and I feel like there's already some really great examples of that out there so people can find that and feel yeah. you know sated with that and so for me I wanted to be like looking at all of my friends and going come on like yeah. you're you're a part of this world too you get to be the, not just the side character but the main okay. character yeah of these stories and get to drive the story and be the hero and you know that's what I wanted to tell so yeah also that transition was really really fast because last night when I went to buy your book I was like oh I don't even think I'll be able to buy High Mountain Court because you know it's not being self-published anymore and Harper Voyager has it now it's just up there I was able to click it and it's from Harper Voyager and also for the 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 nerdy people listening you can't you got to keep your reviews too they pushed all those 3,500 or whatever fantastic reviews over to this. Oh, it just gives me so much to push that by now. So awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was so glad that we were able to kind of keep that and that momentum and that kind of proof of uh, the story. Yeah. Yeah. And so the new paperbacks uh, for the first two books are coming out in September a month before the launch of the Rogue Crown, the third book. So Dang, yeah. they're moving fast. They are just I know nailing I know. it. It's awesome. And, and that I'm means so you're excited. That means your fans aren't having to wait that much longer. Just yeah. a few months. And they yeah, are it, so excited for you. Yes. And I, you know, I have such an international fan base too, who wasn't able to really have access to these books very easily. And now it's just so exciting that they can go to their local store or online and they can find it and get it in their country. And it's not this huge kind of trying to like circumnavigate all the international systems of distribution. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited that it'll be easier for them to get the books and for new people to find them. So, yeah. How has, how has all of this affected your, (laughs) I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you a question, but then I'm going to tease you. Um, How has all this affected your you know, writing process, but, mm. but I will say to people that like on that first week where Allie's texting us all, she's like, and I'm just not getting my words done. I'm like, really? No, <laughs> you're not going to get your words done when these kind of messages are coming through when you're having these guys, let yourself off the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When you're waking up at 4am each day with like more money. And this thing and, yeah. So, but since then, how has it yeah. felt? It's been, it's been really good. I, 
I definitely am still in more like admin mode. I think my yeah, brain goes definitely. back and forth from like creative mode to admin mode. And because all of the news has just started to come out, I've been in like hype mode, like telling everyone and, yeah. you know, trying to share all the news and things. And then I'm, well, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to get together and do a little mini writing retreat and kind of switch oh, back into so creative too. brain. I more. need that. Yeah. But I have been the cobbling the together the words, yeah, <laughs> the words, but it hasn't been um, like as much of that kind of quiet focused time. So I'm, I'm trying to get back into that, that kind of flow now. Yeah. That kind of flow will come back. And also you have, this deal has alleviated some of that pressure. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about the third book. Will it do as well? It doesn't really matter. You're creating <laughs> a backlist now mm-hmm. and you're getting paid well to do it. And, you know, like, like we keep assuring Allie is like, you know, and, and God forbid, if nothing, you know, none of the Harper Voyager books ever sell, which will not happen. You just create <laughs> another indie empire because you're putting your heart and your soul into this and you, and you know what you're doing. You're doing such a job. I always like to job. have 10 plans of action. Yeah, I know you, you know, do. I always want to be able to pivot into a million different things, but yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm super excited to be this, this series. So many people love all the side characters who are getting their own books in book four and book five in the series. So I'm, I'm just excited to be kind of, I've been sitting on with these ideas for them for so long and I'm excited to get to the writing. Cause that's the, that's the bit I love the most is the writing time. So. Yeah. What advice would you give for the new, the new baby writer who is sitting where you were maybe, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. And, and, and I I don't even want advice for like, how do you make a million dollars writing your books? How do you, you, I want the advice that is, how do you write the book that satisfies your heart and that makes you feel good? I think, you know, this is a very simple tip, but it stood me well. And that is, it's a filtering question I always ask myself Mm. when I'm feeling stuck. And that is, how do I want to make people feel? So Mm. if I'm in a scene where there's just, uh, you know, people traveling from one place to another, and it doesn't seem like there's any heart to it, I'm asking myself, how do I want people to feel? Do I want them to be excited? Do I want them to be intrigued? Do I want them to be sad? Do I want them to feel yearning, you know? And, and then once you kind of have that, it's almost like this layer that you add on top of it and it kind of changes the tone and the feel and the colors within the story. And then you go, oh yeah, okay, I got it. And you can kind of hook into the, the meat of it a little more. And I asked myself that with um, social media too, you know, how do I want to make people feel with this post, with this story, with this thing that I'm sharing? Um, and so it's, a, you know, it comes from the engagement background, but it's a question I'm always asking myself and it does filter out a lot of the stuff that didn't need to be there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that is a simple answer and it is so complex and I'm literally <laughs> just ap- applying it to the book I'm writing now, because I think it's one of those things that we forget. We get into a voice mm-hmm. in a book and for me, I will speak for myself. I keep writing the book in that voice. And so I do have in revision, I've noticed like, oh, these seven scenes all have the same feeling tone. How can I change that feeling tone and what do I want it to do? And then that's one of those fun revisions where you get to play with sentence length. And instead of saying, you know, bright, you say deep. And what does that change in terms Mm. of the tone of the scene? You know, Mm. those kind of little 
tiny things, which are so fun. Yes. I love that. You know, even just the description of like the setting, it can be more intense and aggressive or it can be beautiful and flowing and romantic, you know? And I think that kind of pulls me back into if the, someone sitting with a coffee in my book, how, Mm -hmm. what do I want them to be feeling reading the scene, you know? And, and I, my, the only thing I never want them to be feeling is bored. (laughs) Anything else, every other spectrum of emotion I want to have in my stories, I want there to be laughter and tears and excitement and, you know, yeah. That's one of those fun things. It's fun to play with too. I I usually do an exercise in my revision class where I give them, uh, it's a setting in a hospital that Jennifer Weiner wrote in one of her books. And then I ask them to rewrite it in a different, um, tone. Like what if this was being witnessed? Like what if this particular, it's just a random boring scene in a hospital cafeteria, but what if this person, uh, their sister's having a baby or what if their mother's about to die? What if they just got a diagnosis that is dire? Mm -hmm. Like how will the words change? How will the janitor look? How will the two women wearing the jeans speaking? How will that description Mm -hmm. change? And it's so fun to play with. It's like those little clips on uh, that where they change like a oh, rom-com yes. movie trailer to like a yes. thriller or a horror movie, you know, it's just, just by change. Yes. And we do that all the time with everything in related to our book, all of our mm-hmm. metadata, like from our cover to our blurb, to how we engage mm-hmm. on social media, like everything we're doing is kind of saying, this is the tone you're going to get. And this is the vibe you're going <laughs> to hit with the story. And yes. so, yeah, just having that sense of what am I delivering and, and promising that, you know, instead of going like, you're going to get this and then being like, Oh, you know, psych, you got that. <laughs> it's just this, and, you know. and we will make clear to people too. This is something that we normally do in revision. This is not, if you're feeling like you're writing yeah. a book right now, anybody who's listening and you're not hitting that, of course you're not hitting that. We do our best with the first crappy draft. And then we put all of that juicy goodness and later I mean Um, try just letting it go and letting go of your inner critic I think is such a easy thing to say and a very hard thing to do it's like the hardest and yeah 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 just keep I'll fix it later just keep going and get the words out and yeah and I think that takes like a level of discipline and practice and just keeping doing it and over time it gets easier but I every every morning when I write at least once I have to tell myself like we'll fix it later just just keep going you know this is my uh post-it on my computer it says fix it tomorrow Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> tomorrow's even tomorrow's even worn off. And like I always say, it's a lie. I, I'm gonna fix it when mm-hmm. I'm in revision. But I need to lie, my, yeah. lie to myself and tell me tell myself I'll fix it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you're my friend. I'm so glad. I'm so glad mm-hmm. that you have interested me and our friends to go with you on this journey because I hope that it has made you feel even more excited because we have so much by Carrie. I literally got like a joy, like I had to fight off a joy migraine the day of your thing, because just like I would if it were my news. Like I was just so happy. So yeah, happy. I mean, it was, I know I, you know, I, you know, I'm a big gratitude person. And yes. Like, oh my God. Thank you for saying that. And it, it's just one of the things I'm most grateful for is having these friends that I can I share know. this story with and go on this journey with. And I can, I, you know, whenever there's news, you're the first people I want to tell and go, guess what, you know, because I know you get it. And that there's none of us 
have any kind of competition with each other. Either, I don't think we have the bone all, at all. Like there's not no, even a, a sliver of it. It's just joy. You know, yeah. there's just so much joy and it's, it's the best feeling getting to like, you know, whenever any of us has news, it just like, it, it feels like I've done it. You know, I get this I buzz of just like, this is so incredible. I'm so excited for you. So I love but, that. And I'm so appreciative of Thank you for mentioning the gratitude thing, because this is something that you made. And everybody, this is something. <laughs> another thing that you can buy from Allie. It's the author gratitude journal. I'm holding <laughs> it up on the YouTube video. It is so beautiful. And you can just go grab it. But it's, I use it. You can see, I use it every day when I say, and this is the way I use it. And I was telling you guys the other day, yeah, there's, there's yours. Yes, we have the same tabs. <laughs> what I really like is that you have like, at the end of the month, you get to do the reflections, which means you mm. read back over the whole month of your writing gratitude. And this is an author gratitude journal. I do a lot with gratitude mm -hmm. anyway, in my journal, et cetera. But at the end of every day, when I am done working, the very last thing I do is I pull out the gratitude journal and I write something I'm grateful for that day about my author journey. And of course it's, you know, often you guys or what, you know, and that is the last motion of my, of my work day. And then I get to stand up and walk away with always a good feeling. So thank you for doing that. Um, will you please tell people where <laughs> you can be found and where we can sign up your mailing list and all of that good stuff? Sure. My website is akmulford.com and you can find me online on social media. I, my TikTok is akmulfordauthor. And uh, yeah, you can find me pretty much anywhere from there. I think you're kind of a good gateway. TikTok person. So I think that everyone <laughs> listening should just go make a TikTok account. If you don't have one, follow <laughs> Allie and then watch what they do. And then you will be sucked into the fun of the joy, the joy of book talk. Um, that's how I like to be. I think that's, you know, authentic to my personality. And I think it's great when you find people who find their groove. But for me, I just I like being joyful. I like putting exclamation points at yes. the end of my sentences. And I want people to feel warm and welcomed and excited and that they're not going to get anything too heavy on my page. And it's going to be kind of this moment of respite and joy and goofy silliness where it's okay you, to just have fun. <laughs> you do that so well. You do it perfectly. And also you've earned trust. And if like on the day, I've seen a couple of years that are more serious. And on those days we all go, Oh, well, what she's saying? Cause I want to yeah. hear it because I trust this woman. So <laughs> I, thank you, Allie. This was thank fantastic. Um, was I'm so glad that you. I got to talk to you about this. We've been saying, when can we share the news? Yes, <laughs> I know. When, when, now? Yes, I'm so excited I get to tell everyone now. <laughs> it's been it's been a while where I've been sitting on it, and now I'm just like ready to just go shout it from all the rooftops. And I've just been so glad that you've been on that that journey with me. Well, I get to say again, congratulations. Thanks. And thank you, darling. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>